0: Hello and welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zerati. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press multimedia producer Erin Labar. And welcome to the show. Today we're going to be talking about, I feel like we're talking about a lot. So many things. S- all, all the things. Yeah, so buckle up. We're going to be talking about um, a proposed Crestview neighborhood rehab center. Uh, we're going to be talking about Black Friday. And we're going to be talking about the Louis C.K. allegations. And what else are we talking about? There's some other stuff. Yeah, it'll all be in there. You'll see. How was your week, Jen? We were both staring at each other to see who would start the. Sentence. It was like a weird game of chicken. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I felt like actually you were like my husband looking into the eyes of Samson, my dog, because <laughs> for some reason they have like a weird telepathic. Rela- yeah, he yeah. can make Samson lie down without saying anything. That's just creepy. By like staring into his eyes, it's very creepy. Your husband's a witch. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, Speaking of my husband, my husband and I went to Minneapolis over the weekend. Fun. Yeah, so. Minneapolis. Me too. I haven't actually been there in a long time. We actually got engaged there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so after a, or before a Dandy Warhol's show at a restaurant that our colleague Jill Wilson recommended. Um, So yeah, we hadn't been, we hadn't been back, I don't think, since that trip. It's been that long? Yeah, so it'd been, or no. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. doesn't we, matter. But we <laughs> usually go down for concerts, and this time was no exception. We went to see LCD Sound System, um, who were touring a new album called American Dream, which is excellent. They didn't play that song, though, which I thought was weird. That but is very weird. They didn't play the title track off. They totally yeah. did that on purpose. The album they're touring. They're but like, we're cool. going to...
1: Flip convention,
0: but it was a very good show. Um, <laughs> in a high school gym, <laughs> it looked like the picture that you posted looked like a high school. Gym. Once it filled up, it looked. Like, it was at okay. the Roy Wilkins Auditorium in Saint Paul, okay. um, which is where I've seen pay- pavement before. Um, also on this trip, I went to Al's breakfast for the first time. What is Al's breakfast? It's a Minneapolis legend. Oh yeah, it's famous for two things. One. It's blueberry pancakes. Which I was going to say it better be pancakes. I had and are very good. I would even try those even though I hate pancakes. And for being the most narrow restaurant in the city. So it's in Dinkytown, which is around the University of Minnesota. Okay. And it is literally 10 feet wide. It's a restaurant, oh. but that's actually like it's in an alleyway. Is it very long though? It is... It's like how many people do you think you're good 14. There's 14 oh. top seats. Okay. And so, what you do is everyone sits along the counter, like those who were lucky enough to get a spot, and then everyone just lines up behind them. Okay. And then you just circle your way out. So, when people leave, everyone shuffles down, and then the two seats at the end open up. And it's actually quite an oh, efficient little system. That's cool. And everyone working there is delightful. There was a <laughs> bunch of people who were just like talking about the show because they were there, including the guy who was working with us, and then like the. the the chef who wasn't Al his name is Doug but uh he uh would just like scream out orders and like correct the kids working and it was really really cute and also they ran out of cutlery at some point and he was like he has, has a voice like this and he's like oh we have is forks and then there was a voice from the back that was like that's all you need <laughs> which is true so it was delightful I highly recommend it that's awesome um for people who uh head down to Minneapolis how was your week
1: uh so as i've mentioned previously on the pod my boyfriend is kind of slowly moving into my apartment mm-hmm. so in our quest to kind of convert it from a solo bachelorette pad into a home that two people live in uh we have rearranged the entire living room which as you know for me is a very stressful experience <laughs> uh and then we wanted to get a new like tv media stand mm-hmm. So as i told my boyfriend like you pick out whatever you want like i want you to like have something in here that you picked and you like so we went to ikea and we bought a thing, and then we tried to put it together,
0: which, <laughs> which is the they don't call it the marriage killer for nothing. It's the stress test for relationships. Yeah, we made
1: it. We did. We got it. Got through barely. It took. That us, was my first
0: question for you when you told me this on Monday. Yeah. Is, are you
1: still together? Yeah. Yeah. We made it. it took uh, four hours. Four. And we, then we realized we forgot to purchase the shelves that go in, so we couldn't even finish it. <sighs> it was messed. really frustrating,
0: um, but everything's done. I think it looks really good. We're still together. it all worked out it all worked out i have before we did our kitchen renovation which is some ikea a mix of ikea and not but i literally had a junk drawer that was full of allen keys Oh, yeah. No, I have an entire, like, Rubbermaid thing in
1: the in the closet with Allen keys and, and extra like, parts. Yeah, extra,
0: like... So, that was the most
1: stressful part is because with the unit that we got, there are many different configurations that you can make with different doors and, like, different hinges for whether you have a pull door or a push door or whatever. And there's all these extra pieces. And my boyfriend was, like, so freaked out that there were so many extra pieces. He's like, this can't be right. And I was trying to explain to him. Who, he didn't read the instructions, of course. Um, like... That these things are for this kind of door, and they just give you everything because then you don't have to buy the individual the not, hardware. The not reading of instructions always. I literally kills me. He would ask me a question, and I wouldn't even say a word, and I would just tap the paper on the table. Refer tap, to tap, figure tap. two, yeah. like refer to this little Swedish man putting in a <laughs> putting in a bolt.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I once assembled an end table well by myself after some red wine, <laughs> and it was as a result the most wobbly table (laughs) (laughs) but I felt like I I was like nailed it this looks amazing I put it together like and then Nick was like we need to go through and tighten all these like (laughs) well yeah it's done it looks good
1: we're very happy with it but uh, it was a bit of a bit of a thing
0: we're gonna start we don't normally go super super newsy on we regaline. don't but we were both pretty like amped up about this, this yeah story. so there was a story that's been developing um there was a community meeting about there's a basically a treatment center that's been proposed to move into um the vimy arena in crestview mm-hmm. um so it's a potential 14 million dollar 50 bed rehab facility something that obviously the city really needs because like everybody we're dealing with an opioid crisis exactly and there's just there's not a lot of beds in the city no so something like this is great it's also i find that with a lot of these facilities they all tend to be concentrated in one place so Mm -hmm. this seems like it makes sense it seems like it would be a good neighborhood and of course there's a bunch of backlash to it of course people are worried about their property values people are worried about safety and i just as ever with all these nimby type Complaints, like yeah, I get feeling stressed about something new. Yes, because something new is scary. Yes, especially if you don't know what it's going to look like and how it's going to affect your life. And sure, I get that. I live in River Heights. I get it. Yeah, (laughs) but I also think that it's we're like you live in a community. You know, like you need to kind of help out everybody and acknowledge the fact that addiction crosses all kinds of lines whether it's gender or age or socioeconomic background like it affects so many people and i just yeah yeah, i just feel like it's just kind of a gross like we don't want like it's just such
1: a lack of empathy i find yeah
0: like you know and i i I, of course as as
1: you mentioned we understand the concerns but i think a lot of them are not rooted in
0: fact which is a problem
1: um, and I'm was- actually considering attending if they have another community meeting, I'd be interested in attending. I think.
0: Yeah. Because I think it's a good thing. Like, uh, my cousin is a nurse and she doesn't live in Crestview, but she lives like in like St. Jamesy. Like she's more Westwood. And, uh, she is like, she's, Aghast at people's complaints about that, she's like, "No, like we need this. Like this is something that we need. This is a good thing." And my opinion is, you likely wouldn't notice that it's even there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And a few actually free press commenters have pointed that out. Yeah, too. on the story. Yeah. Yeah, there was one commenter who was saying that they lived near a halfway house, and it was three years before they even knew it was there. Yeah. So, you know, I
1: just but, you know people are just so anti-change. And even with, as Jen mentioned, we both live in River Heights and on Academy Road. They were trying to build that doctor's office down the road yes and there I, was so it's up now it's done I wrote a deeply unpopular column right <laughs> and there was so much opposition to it and I don't really understand why it's and there's like four extra parking spot they were worried about k- traffic control and all this stuff yeah. and like nothing has actually
0: been a problem no and like the design of it fits within the yeah. neighborhood's aesthetic like I think it's just yeah it, it's kind it's of sort of a knee-jerk fear, it's yeah. a knee-jerk reaction to change so basically we're here to encourage people if they're feeling Kind tense of, about it or up in arms about this to yeah. just do a little bit of research too and kind of talk to people like yeah but I think the empathy piece is the biggest one yeah I, I, I think people Help are a brother out <laughs> yeah and I think and I think people are just scared of quote-unquote drug addicts yeah you know kind of labeling them all as being one thing when addiction i feel like especially now touches so many families and, and affects and things in different ways absolutely yeah. so um open minds open hearts exactly, exactly. <laughs> i feel like a huge hippie saying that but <laughs> it's true it's true moving on yeah. do you want to talk about black friday now or do you want to talk about the oh. other black <laughs> horrible things that are going <laughs> exactly on? uh let's do black friday okay
1: uh Jen and I are talking about this because Black Friday is next week. It's American Thanksgiving next week. Uh, we obviously don't get the 500 days off that our neighbors to the South get. And I actually miss that a lot from living in the States because we used to get at least three, four, five days I off. I think
0: we talked about that when it was our Thanksgiving. Yeah. How it's kind of like yeah. there it's like... It's a, de- it's a thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like an A-list holiday. And here yeah. it's kind of a not
1: A-list holiday. <laughs> anyway, so... anyway, I'm quite conflicted about Black Friday Because I'm a very frugal person and I love the idea of getting a wicked deal on something. Sure, I love it. But I'm, I also have been trying to purchase local a lot of the times,
0: and some local stores do have like a Black Friday sort of sale. But it's not. It's also weird in Canada too because it's a little bit less of a A thing. A, it's not a day off here. Yeah. And B, I I feel like we're kind of new to it. Like I don't recall. I feel like within the last five ten years. Yeah. It's become more th- of, a, yeah, more I of a theme. So, uh, yeah, I'm just a little bit conflicted. There's a, there's a lot of good things about it. And there's a lot of bad things about it. What do you think, Jen? I think it's interesting because I've read a lot of takes about Black Friday over the years, uh, particularly from American news media because obviously there it's a little bit more of a thing. And yeah. I mean, obviously... It is a bit of an avatar for everything that's wrong with North America, capitalist, consumerism, like rampant, we've lost the meaning of these holidays, etc. Right. Um, However, I find that a lot of the discourse around Black Friday can be deeply classist. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, you have to have a bit of means To be able to buy local and to be able to, you know... Or even buy stuff at full price when it's not on massive sale. Yeah. So for a lot of families, I think whether we're talking about American or Canadian families, Black Friday is literally how they're able to afford Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why people were upset when a lot of like department stores, A, are closing, but B, got rid of their layaway programs. Because that was also another way for lower income families to be able to budget out christmas in a way that didn't like kill their grocery bill right because that's also hard too when you're literally choosing okay well we can have dinner or we can have a- <laughs> you can have a christmas present right right so yeah yeah i'm so. gonna tell my black friday story please do you have a black friday story because you've actually been in america for i have black friday it's, not once but twice but twice
1: yeah so uh, when i was living in new york i have two uncles one lives in kansas city and one lives in uh just outside of pittsburgh and uh I went to one for one Thanksgiving and one for the other Thanksgiving. So when I went to Kansas, we ended up driving to Tulsa, Oklahoma, cause that's where my aunt's family lives. And we had a lovely Thanksgiving dinner, like traditional two turkeys, yams with the marshmallows on top and like very American Thanksgiving. And then my uncle looks at me and says, Hey, you want to go to Walmart? And I'm like, I'm like are we going to die if we go to Walmart oh, in God. Tulsa, Oklahoma on black Friday? So we went and it was packed full of people. And my uncle was, kind of sort of on the hunt to get a an xbox connect at the time this was many years ago (laughs) and i was like joe you're not going to be able to get this because people waited in line and you have to get the ticket for the thing and yeah this whole
0: process people wait in line starting like at like the (laughs) night so i said there's no way so let's just look at the five dollar dvds and
1: peace out so he's like "No, no 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 i look around so we split up i'm with my aunt we get a call from him and he's like, I got one. <laughs> and I said, oh what? He's like, yeah. So we go find him. And then I said, how did this happen? And he goes, there's a Walmart employee walking with the Xbox. And I said, hey, can I have that? No. And, and the guy was like, well, I'm holding it for this other person. But if I can't find them, I've been looking for them for 20 minutes. And if I can't find them, then you can have it. Oh, my God. So my uncle walked around with him around the store. And then the guy's like, well, I don't know where they went. So here you go. And we were in and out in 35 minutes with that- an Xbox. Is Bananas, <laughs> just because my uncle's like super Canadian and super friendly. I was <laughs> like, Hey, can I have that, bud? <laughs> He's
0: like, Sure, you know what? Ask and you shall receive. I know. And then, <laughs> and then everyone in the store was like, How did he get that? What? what? And yeah, oh my god, it's I yeah. feel that way about Boxing Day, too. That's something that Canadians, yes, kind of have a claim over those days, it's less of a thing. They don't have yeah. Boxing Day, no, they don't. Um, I have only, yeah. I've only been Boxing Day shopping once and never again. <laughs> I used to, and I think if you've ever had to work retail on Unboxing oh, yeah, Day, oh yeah, it's rough. It's you just you just want to stay home. You just don't. You just want to stay home. I did an escape room on Boxing Day last year. It was great. That's highly fun. suggested. <laughs> I feel like shopping on boxing Day is an escape room, but <laughs> zinger, zinger. Um, so yeah, let's talk about how every celebrity that's also a man oh, no. awful just briefly yeah um i actually don't want to dwell too much on that like i was disappointed a lot i, I really was a fan of louis ck's comedy and other projects he's yeah. been involved with yeah um so that whole story that happened last week um was really disappointing Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I'm constantly just dis- like, I feel like I wake up every day. I'm like, who's bad now?
1: And for those who haven't uh, read about this, was it five or six women came forward saying that Louis yeah. CK had approached them and asked if he could touch himself in an appropriate, in an inappropriate way Yes, uh,
0: in front of them. And that was sort of, yeah. Um, He did issue like a statement. Yeah. To the w- time, New York times. Yeah. That was, uh, I felt showed contrition and didn't deny that that's what happened. Like he said that, what the women were saying was true. It was true, yeah. Um it was by no means a perfect apology, but it was well it didn't say I'm sorry in it. Yeah, there was a there was a dearth of stories. (laughs) But it did recognize the fact that when even though he was asking first, Mm -hmm. when you're asking people who can't say no, or you're asking when, you know, your junk's already out. Yeah. It's maybe that's not really a question anymore, is it? You know but What I wanted to talk about is how I really feel like we're in an interesting time right now where I think women's anger and outrage is being respected finally. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like there's we're moving more swiftly on things. Yes. And I agree. And I feel like we're also empowering women to stand up for themselves, such as Gal Gadot. Yeah. So she's Wonder Woman. People pronounce her name Gal Gadot, but I'm pretty sure you pronounce the T in her name. Regardless, she's amazing. Regardless, she's awesome. Um, she's also did a awesome interview with GQ, which I highly recommend. Oh yeah. I haven't read that. Um, but she said that she wasn't going to do wonder woman two If Brett Ratner, who uh, is another person who had a bunch of accusations, um, against, um, if he was still involved in the project. And then as of, I think the other day he isn't, but I feel like if I feel like they can't replace her, she is exactly irreplaceable. But I also think it's, Pretty awesome that a, you know, Israeli actress who is fairly new on the scene, who, you know, isn't from America, who isn't, you know, who has just recently become a name and, Mm -hmm. you know, all those things. I feel like the the fact that she was empowered to make a stand like that, yeah, and have it be respected and have it be successful, yeah, is it, like I f- just it seems really suggestive of kind of a sea change that's happening. Where I'm into it, yeah, where <laughs> women who get angry are respected. So I was telling you, I remember even when I was a kid, and I would get mad at boys, like, but like bothering me or whatever, mm-hmm. and they would either make fun of me or laugh at me, which just made me angrier. (laughs) I (laughs) rate. And I feel like that response to female anger is really common, even in adulthood. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Where it's either dismissed or played down and just not respected. And I feel like it's being respected now, not only by, you know, the people we work with and colleagues and all of that kind of stuff, like across the board, Mm -hmm. um, but also by men who are allies and saying like, you know, what can we do? This is horrifying. How can we stop this? Mm-hmm. I feel like respecting women's outrage is such a great way to stop or start. Yeah. So I'm encouraged to see that happen.
1: Yeah. It's definitely optimistic that things are changing. I agree. And I, I'm i also, as you mentioned, uh, Louis C.K. wrote that letter mm-hmm. uh, ad- admitting to it. Yeah. Which I, is another huge changed you know previously in the Weinsteins and the Cosbys and the Gomeshis and everyone was no 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 this didn't happen deny 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 uh, all those allegations and some these men are now coming forward and saying yes I did do this horrible thing it was really gross and
0: inappropriate and that's you know, it's a good first step. Mm -hmm. Um, And speaking of empowering people to come forward, both um, the author, Eddie Huang, whose memoir is the basis for the show Fresh Off the Boat. Mm -hmm. um, He wrote an essay about a uh, like sexual predation thing that happened to him when he was Mm -hmm. young, um, when he was 14, uh, by someone he trusted. Um, And same with the actor Anthony Edwards, who played mark green on er mm-hmm. and um, he also wrote an essay about that too so i think it's also empowering men to also come forward On well, terry cruz exactly yeah um, to come forward about things that are happening because there's also uh, dovetailing with the stories that are happening about um, like with louis ck etc there's also been a few about sexual predation on young teens and kids well kevin spacey right exactly yeah Yeah. so um i think the fact that people are feeling empowered and emboldened to come forward it makes it easier for regular people who aren't famous to do the same thing
1: as always our
0: last segment is what we're reading watching and are listening to you read a book I read a, <laughs> I read a book. <laughs> so as I've talked about many times, now I've re, I've rejigged my goal. So okay. <laughs> remember how I was going to read a book a week? Yes, yeah, yeah, that ship has sailed. Yeah. So now I'm just trying to best last year. Okay. Last year I think I read 22 books. Okay. So I'm trying to read 23 books. <laughs> <laughs> how many books have you read? Um, I think I've only read. 18 books well, that's not bad you have some time i have some time but i on my way home from minneapolis i read a whole book see i don't understand how you could do that i would totally barf if i tried to read in the car for that long i uh yeah i'm that has never really been an issue for me sometimes like reading take off and landing on a flight oh okay will bother me but not in the car um, but I read Roxane Gay's Hunger, finally. So it is a memoir. Roxane Gay, if you're not familiar with her work, she's like an amazing feminist commentator. Uh, she had a essay collection called Bad Feminist out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a novelist. She's written all kinds of things. But uh, Hunger is a memoir. And it's basically about her relationship with her weight and in response to uh, trauma that happened to her when she was young mm-hmm. and it is a super heavy read but i rec- whether you have body issues or whether you're overweight or whether you eat as a protection mechanism or whatever you're dealing with which i think All of us have something as women. Mm -hmm. Like you just described 97%. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Whether it's a way to see yourself in Roxanne's story or a way to see, again, empathy, which seems to be kind of a theme of the show, Mm -hmm. Um, a way to kind of get that perspective so that you can have empathy for people who are trying to navigate a world that's really unfriendly to larger bodies. Mm -hmm. So heavy but good. And I literally read it in the sitting, like I read it in the car ride. I think it's like 300 pages and I just like rock plowed right so. through. And I love how like conversational and colloquial colloquial she is, and she's also very funny. So that also helps awesome. to heavy subject matter. So,
1: yeah. yeah. How are um, you? I have been listening to Sia's two Christmas songs on repeat.
0: Oh my God, everybody is. I've (laughs) seen
1: (laughs) seen like multiple Facebook posts about this. Oh, I really, I only just saw my own, but (laughs) 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 one's called Snowman and one's called Santa's Coming for Us. And snowman is <laughs> it's it's less um, ominous ominous than, than the title sounds. So he's not like coming for us like ring 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 it's coming <laughs> for us and like I'm gonna give you presents. That that sort of way. All right. <laughs> so that one's very upbeat and very cute and the other one it's is, It's not a
0: I will find you. <laughs> no. I wish I had my app queued up. <laughs>
1: I wonder if there's a creepy Christmas sounds app. I, uh, <laughs> I'll look for that for next time. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah but it, they're great i would they're on spotify i would highly suggest adding those to your holiday playlist
0: i feel like it's too early for holiday playlists you i know the world i put my tree up the with... food ornaments are on there it's ready to rock yeah it. it's ready to go yeah not yet for me um but i am working on speaking of like now that we'll we'll transition Holidays. on and talk about what we're working on yeah um i'm working on a big behind the scenes uh story about the Royal Manitoba theater center is a Christmas Carol mm-hmm. and it's been pretty fun. And to have like, to be able to go like into their prop room and into like the wig area. And into I love like, doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's been super interesting. And just to kind of see kind of the, I'm going to be a little cheese ball, but just kind of see like behind the magic of theater. Cause it is magical, you know, like as I love live theater. Yeah. Um, so to be able to get behind it and see all their, all their tricks. Yeah. That's yeah. like when Sir comes to town, they let us go
1: into the wardrobe and the cost and the like. Yeah, all the costuming so and fun. props and stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are you working on? So next week, this is going to tie into our podcast for mm-hmm. next week. Um, Jeremy Taggart and Jonathan Torrance are going to be in town. Um, Jeremy Taggart. We've talked about Taggart and Torrance before yes. in the pod, but to refresh your memory. Jeremy Taggart is the former drummer of Our Lady Peace. Jonathan Torrens is on Trailer Park Boys and Mr. D and John Avision from the 90s Street Sense. They have a podcast together uh, and they wrote a book called Canadianity. Um, and they're touring the book and doing live podcasts in town. So they're going to be here on Wednesday next week. And I interview Jonathan Torrens So that story. will be running next week. Awesome. And, and they're going to be our guests on the pod next week. Woo! I'm so excited yeah it's gonna be good so tune in for that one for show
0: yeah absolutely there's gonna be games there's gonna be games many games I'm so excited I'm worried (laughs) I don't like games (laughs) (laughs) Jen hates fun (laughs) (laughs) you're not wrong (laughs) Um, as always you can find everything that we're working on at freepress.com you can also follow us on social media I'm at Jen Zerati on Twitter and Instagram
1: and I'm at Rabble on Twitter and Instagram and we will see you next week with TNT